Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Our God is Real, our place that we find community in, our place where we share our stories, our place where we study the Word of God, all of that to come together and show how God expresses Himself to be real in our lives and to learn from that reality and take that reality and share it with the world, desperate to to know it and need it, whether they realize it or not. This week, uh, I'm a little fired up, to be honest with you, about the message today. Um, and this comes to me from a Facebook post, actually, that that someone put out there. And they were asking the question, does God honor a sinner's prayer? Um, so a lot of comments to this, some really good stuff out there that, that people had to say. Um, but one of the things that kind of got me was in the responses to this comment, there were some, some Bible passages, some scripture references, chapter and verse that were used to illustrate one's point. But those verses were, um, unfortunately in, in some cases taken completely out of context. Um, you guys know how I feel about that. Um, so yeah, I got kind of fired up about it and, and can't wait to, to sort of illuminate this and through the blessing of the Holy Spirit, be able to, to share some truth on this subject. So the question again on the table, does God honor a sinner's prayer? Well, my short answer to that is if it's his will, he does. Um, at the end of the day, you know, God is sovereign. And whatever God chooses to do is the right thing to do. And that's what he's going to do. Um. Additionally, I sure do hope that he honors a sinner's prayer. And, and quite frankly, I know that he does because, guys, I'm a sinner. Um, I mess up every single day. I'm doing my level best, as many of us are, to, to make it through um, this life as best we can. But I only know one sinless person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Too many things in my life um, have come to pass because of answered prayer. And I know I know that's not really what the, que- the question was saying. The question was really talking about, I, I believe, more to the fact of for someone that doesn't know God, someone that hasn't accepted Christ as their Savior, does God still hear their prayers? Um, again, you know, I think so. Um, we're going to look at a couple of passages in the Bible where I know that God has listened to, um, to the prayers of a sinner um, for his purpose, for his will to be carried out and for his will to be done. And one of the the best examples um, of that is in Exodus chapter 10. And I'm not going to read it verse by verse, but it's it's um, Exodus chapter 10, verses 16 through 19. And in this, um, Pharaoh and Moses are having this discussion about the next plague that's that's coming. And, and Pharaoh, it says Pharaoh left where, from where Moses was and Pharaoh went out and prayed to God and asked God to stop, to stop the plagues. God heard his prayer and answered his prayer. And the Bible says he sent a strong wind and blew all the locusts away. So you can look at this one of two ways, either God being omniscient he could have just known that this is what he wanted to do, or he heard Pharaoh's prayer and he answered his prayer. Now, 
subsequent passages and, and verses do continue to say that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh because really Pharaoh wasn't praying to God so that he was going to begin following him and get God to change his heart. Pharaoh just prayed to God to end the plague, which God did, but he did it to show himself. And I think maybe in, in God's mercy to give Pharaoh maybe one more chance, you know, to to come to him and 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 turn his life over to him and, and his people and, and stop following after all those foolish gods and, and the silly sacrifices and everything that they were doing. But as we know, Pharaoh did not do that. But in essence, you know, just to answer the question, God heard a sinner's prayer in that moment, and he honored that sinner's prayer. Um, I think about the, the thieves on the cross with Jesus and the one who said, remember me in heaven. He was a sinner. He didn't look to, to Jesus and say, forgive me of my sins. He said, I know who you are. And today, remember me when you go to paradise. That sinner's prayer was heard. I believe that in God's perfect will and in his perfect timing, if there is a sinner out there, and we know that that even before we were born, we're going to look at this in, in just a second, even before we were born, God already knew. God knows everything throughout time, from the beginning of time, before there was time, to the end of time after time won't even be a thing anymore. God knows all of those things already. If God needs to answer a sinner's prayer to carry out his will, that's exactly what's going to happen. I am I'm not understanding why there is such a desire to put God in a, in a in a box that we decide how God feels about something. We decide what God is going to do about something. My friends, we don't make a single decision on God's behalf. I'm telling you that right now. God does does not have a second in command on this earth that he looks to. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, three equal parts of one, know everything that's happening, know everything that's going on, and they will make the best decisions to carry out their will, and to do what is best for us. And we should remember that in all cases. We go to God and we ask God to do things on our behalf, sometimes to do things for us, to help us, to show us, what whatever our prayer might be. I believe sinner or saint, that if, if that word is, is lifted up to God, and it fits into his plan for our lives. Again, sinner or saint. I believe that he's going to answer that prayer. But again, I'm not going to put God in a box either. I know that God does all things according to his will. And, and to me, that's, um, you know, that's pretty much the end of it. Now, I do want to look at one scripture in particular um, that was given as a justification for um, some of the people saying that God does not hear or honor a sinner's prayer. And that verse that was cited was John chapter 9, verse 31. And it reads, 
We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Hmm. Okay. So if we go into the Bible and we take that one simple verse and we pull it out and we set it over here to the the side, number one, if we don't look at it in context, who said this? Who is we here that has determined the mind of God? We know that God does not listen to sinners. You, you know, it's like like they say this and they say that, or they did. Who who is the mysterious they? Who is this we <laughs> that you're talking about here? Now, if you do what I always like to do, and you turn the page backwards one. And you go look at, so first of all, let's look at the header for this chapter. The header for this chapter is Jesus heals a man born blind. So this is about the miracle that Jesus performed um, on the blind man. And in the verses preceding 931, there's this whole conversation going on between the Pharisees and Jesus about Jesus healing this 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 blind man. And how could he do this? You know, how did did God hear his prayer? All these kind of things, right? So if we look in the context, the we spoken of in 931 are the Pharisees. I, for one, do not want to take a verse that was spoken of by the Pharisees and take that out and make that a mantra to live by. Or worse still, I don't want to take that verse See, this is where it gets catchy. Y'all, this is this is where we have to be careful because remember, just like I talked about last week, our life isn't our own. We, as the body of Christ, we as Christian people, Christ-like people, have an obligation to reach the lost. We have been given a commission to reach the lost. Who are the lost? The sinners, just like we are. The only thing that separates us from from them, even if I, I don't even feel right saying them, but the only separation there is that we got on our knees and asked Jesus Christ to shed his blood on us and, and forgive us of our sins. And we accepted his lordship. We accepted his forgiveness of our sins. Other than that, there's no difference. We're, we're all in the same. Agreed, it is a huge difference. But... When we look at that, how damaging could it be to a sinner right on the edge, right on the edge, y'all, of giving his life over to Christ? And we have blasted something out there to the world that says, God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. What have we just done? How many people have we just hurt to go to the extreme? What if that sinner out there was at the point of suicide and just needed to know that that even though he wasn't quite straight yet, that God still heard him and that God was still with him, and we, like the Pharisees, condemned him saying, So sorry, God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. You're out of luck. My gosh, y'all, please, please understand that in in all things, 
I love the way that James says that we have to be slow to speak and swift to hear. We've got to hear first. And it's not just hearing from the person that is on the other end of that phone line, on the other side of that conversation, across the coffee table from us. It is hearing from the word of God. We have to rightly divide the scriptures to separate the truth, to understand what we need to deliver, how we need to teach, who we need to teach to, and in what manner it should be given over. I confess to you that there was a time in my life that that when I carried my sword, my Bible, there were certain things that I was so dogmatic about that I thought were in the word of God, but were just pure man. Just like the Pharisees here. It's not a law of God. It's a law of man. It's a statement of man declaring how God is going to handle something or how God is going to react to something. The only way that we can tell how God is going to react to something, quite frankly, is we can tell from the stories in the Old Testament of how he worked with his, his children. We can tell firsthand from the actions of Jesus Christ while he was on this earth. So I challenge us. I challenge us to be careful when we're on social media. I challenge us to be careful when we're speaking to one another, especially if we're conversing with someone that does not know Jesus Christ as his Savior. We could be that one person. Our words could be those words that they act upon one way or the other. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Listen before you react so that you don't react, you respond. Father, I thank you for your words today. I pray in the name of Jesus that they have brought clarity. I know, Father, that you are the source of all good things in our lives. And I know that you are the great teacher. So I lean unto you to take these words that were given today and let them find a home in the hearts of the people that they need to find a home in. Let these words be light in dark places. Let these words bring clarity, Father, wherever there is confusion. I pray for every person listening today that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, that this conversation that we had today will be just what they needed to hear to lead them unto you. Keep us in your way always, Father. Lead us, lead us down your path by the light of Jesus Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks, everybody, for being here this week. Um, look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you all and the peace of Christ be with you. Take care.